And if there's anything that's true about us as business leaders since March of 2020, we're repeatedly getting punched in the face. Hello, this is Megan Hyatt-Miller, and this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. And today I'm really excited about talking about how to ensure that your leadership team still achieves your most important goals in 2021. So this is a hot topic right now because we are closing in on the final quarter of the year. And I bet like most people, you have some really important goals to achieve. Maybe the biggest goals of your whole year, including your revenue and profit goals, things like that, that you can't afford to miss. So the question is, how do you get people aligned and all pointed in the same direction where they are ready to perform at the top of their game in the final quarter of the year so that you can cross the finish line and know that you've achieved your most important goal? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm so excited because I have a brand new guest on with me, Chad Cannon, our chief sales officer, never been on lead to win before. Chad, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening for years and finally got the invitation. I know. I was like, why have we never had you on? You're, you're going to be the most amazing guest. So here's what I love about having you on. And guys, you don't know this because you don't know Chad yet, but you will see what I'm talking about in a second. There is about nobody I know who loves a goal more than Chad. Chad is <laughs> a rabid goal pursuer if I've ever met one. So Chad, I feel like you are the perfect person to have on to talk about this. Yes, I, as you know, competition is my number one strength and achieving goals and having that as one of your strengths is, uh, is helpful. Let's just say that. But I, I love nothing more than having the opportunity to work with the team towards a goal and the importance of not only doing it yourself, but how do you rally other people around and especially the most important yes. people on your team to achieve that. And that's, that's the magic that I think hopefully we'll get to talk about today. Well, that's right, because it's not enough at this point of the year to be able to have one or two people on your team who are achieving goals. You know, maybe you have one or two people on your team who are like Chad, but how do you get everybody on your team really performing at the top of their game? Because there's not a lot of time left on the clock, but there is enough time to accomplish the things that really matter. And there's a certain uh, science to it. And that's what we're going to get into today. So Chad, thanks again for joining me. And I'm excited to dig in with you. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscri subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are going to be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. 
they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't, it's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more. So Chad, you know, one of the things that we hear from our clients who are in this position of, okay, it's the last three months of the year, I'm trying to make massive progress. You know, what typically happens, particularly if you're in the CEO seat, is that your executives or your leadership team at this point of the year come to you and they have kind of a handful of problems that tend to present themselves. And as a CEO, it can feel frustrating and overwhelming to know how to resolve those problems so that you can really clear a path toward the accomplishment of the most important goals in your organization. And what we're really going to talk about today are what are some of those problems, but more importantly, what are some of the best solutions that we've found to help make that easy for CEOs and for senior leaders to really get their people performing at the top of their game, but but in doing that, remove the obstacles that are standing in their way, because sometimes that can be a little bit mystifying. Totally. Yeah. And I would say, you know, one of the things you've done so amazing this year, stepping into the CEO role, is empowering us as leaders to achieve these goals and put the continuing to ask us really hard questions about, mm-hmm. hey, how are we doing against our goals? And what are the, what are keep what's keeping you from that? On our one-on-one, you know, I think I'm as I'm prepping for our one-on-one next week. You know, I think the question that we're that I have to come with an answer to is what are the what are the things that are keeping you from achieving the goals as we head into Q4, and the, I, I can't show up to that and not not have some type of thought process behind it. And what it does is it really forces me to think differently about you know what is what am I responsible for and what is it that I'm doing on a daily basis, which comes really to this you know. We're going to talk about five universal kind of problems that that are really make the leadership team really struggle to focus on those most important goals and ultimately accomplishing things that you set as an organization early on in the year. And I think that that first one is really the never-ending to-do list. I know it's real easy to that that's that's why I can't achieve these goals. Do you know what's on my plate, Megan? You know, <laughs> um, but the reality is, if I'm honest about what's on my plate. I, I have allowed certain things to show up on my plate that aren't the most high leverage work that I'm responsible for and that I'm getting compensated for, which means I'm potentially do, doing something that someone else should be doing. I'm not delegating well. And one of the things that you do really well is questioning, should I be doing that? Should we be delegating? And mm-hmm. as the as the leader of our sales team, I'm responsible for you know XYZ, obviously hitting two revenue goals this year. Like that's what I'm responsible for. And if what I'm doing on a daily basis isn't driving towards that, I need to be challenged by that. And I think um, I think there's a lot of CEOs that don't do that. I mean, I was on the phone with a, a leadership team today with this very thing. And the number one reason why people, you know, they even said is like, man, there's so much now that we're doing that we didn't have 
visibility into when we built our plan last year. You know, I think of mm. Mike Tyson's famous quote, you know, <laughs> everyone's got to get, got a plan until they get punched in the face, you yep. know, <laughs> and if there's anything that's true about us as business leaders since March of 2020, we're repeatedly getting punched in the face. We have to pivot yep. and our to-do list is only getting bigger. We can always, you know, have more things to do than, than the time allotted, which is why we have to get clear about the most high leverage work. And, you know, internally, we use the Freedom Compass. Uh, we think the Freedom Compass is the most powerful tool that a leadership team and a CEO can use to really get people around what's in my desire zone, which is most passionate and proficient. Proficient work isn't just that you're good at it, but it's actually driving the greatest amount of profitability inside the organization. And I have to come back to that. Like you always ask me, hey, how much time are you spending in your desire zone? Because you want me spending the majority of my time there because you know that's what's going to be best for the company. And if you don't have clarity as a CEO for your leadership team of where what their desire zone is, what the things that they're doing that drive the greatest amount of profitability towards that company or towards your company, um, that's a tool that you, that you need to be extremely familiar with. And we even take companies through through that. That's a it's a become a very powerful tool for leadership teams and something that we love to be able to do and facilitate that exercise uh, with companies. And I would just say to you, you know, Megan, you've been part of creating the Freedom Compass, but what would make possible for you, you know, think about before you had the Freedom Compass as a CEO yeah. now, you know, maybe knowing what that's powerful is like, as from your perspective, how has the Freedom Compass helped you as a leader and leading the leadership team better? Yeah. Well, I think that's a great question, Chad. You know, I think one of the challenges that CEOs have is their job is to drive performance. Their job is, among other things, to deliver the annual plan, to deliver the results that they're committed to. In order to do that, you've got to develop your executives or your senior leaders to uh, make their greatest contribution. The only way that could possibly happen, it's not the job of one person. It's the job of one person to orchestrate the greatest contribution of an entire leadership team. But how do you do that, right? Well, one of the best ways to do that is to help your people get clear on what their greatest contribution is. Now, you may not know how to do that. That's okay. That's why we have this tool, the Freedom Compass. But if you can create an opportunity for people to discover, okay, where am I most passionate and where am I most proficient. You know, what's amazing about that is that's going to keep your top performers, your your most valuable players on your team, your executives, your senior leaders happy and engaged, but it's also going to keep them driving results and have a lot of clarity around what's driving those results and what's not. You know, I think the the hardest thing that happens when you have a lot of responsibility is that it can be difficult to get clarity. You can feel overwhelmed, as you were saying, Chad, by just the never-ending to-do list. And that is a real problem. You know, I have had plenty of conversations with our executive team in these one-on-one meetings and with our clients about their executive teams about this, this problem that shows up where people feel overwhelmed. And so I think it's my job as a CEO to create the space for that clarity. Again, you may not know how to do that, but you can create the space. And that's really what we're advocating for with this tool. What what happens then is all of a sudden, Chad, if you're coming to me and you know, you're know you struggling with something, if I can point you back to what your greatest contribution is and you can re 
orient yourself around that, then all of a sudden you can reorient your team around that. You can do the appropriate kind of delegation that's necessary, which I know we're going to talk about later. And you can start delivering results because when you're planning your day, for example, and this is really where this kind of rubber meets the road. If you know that your greatest contribution is generating leads in your particular you know, area, then you can make sure if that's not showing up in your plan for the day, we got a problem, right? If you're spending all your time Mm -hmm. on something operational, for example, and you're not cultivating new business, then there's no way you're going to reach your goal. So it becomes very clear about how to tweak things to drive performance. And that's what I love about the Freedom Compass. And you multiply that times the whole leadership team. I mean, the, the power is exponential. Yeah, it's incredible to see when we have the opportunity to walk teams through this, what it unlocks for them. And talking to them two, three quarters later, when they've really implemented this inside their organization, what it does to free their leaders up and have clarity is extremely powerful. So highly, highly recommend the Freedom Compass. Chad, the other thing about the Freedom Compass that I love in the fourth quarter is this. This is the time of year where typically we're the furthest away from our goals, the setting of our goals that we've ever been, right? We're the most disconnected. We're also the most weary. And so what I love about the idea of the Freedom Compass, when you focus the majority of your time and attention in the area where you have the greatest proficient proficiency and passion is that it's re-energizing. So if you kind of feel like the energy of your leadership team is flagging, like you're not sure that they're going to be able to go to the, go the distance, you need to re-energize them so you can just gain some massive momentum. The best way to do that is to engage the things that they're naturally proficient at, the most proficient and naturally passionate about. And if they're focused in areas other than that, it's going to drain their energy. It's going to drain their effectiveness and their performance is going to suffer. So this is like the perfect tool to pull out, you know, kind of in the 11th hour in the fourth quarter, it's like ideal. So the second problem that we see time and time again when we're coaching other businesses is ineffective delegation, you know, where projects are half done, they're done badly, or they're just dropped all together. And especially here uh, in Q4, um, you know, as we're heading into Q4, this is real easy to, to have happen where gone are the plans of, hey, I'm going I'm to delegate these projects to my team or certain parts of this project because I I have successfully hit goals my whole career. We're in the Q4. It's really easy to say, man, I'm just going to buckle down and I'm going to achieve this, do everything in my power to make this happen. And let's just say that does not always work. <laughs> and we, we've, we've developed a tool, you know, that, that really helps implement taking this vision of what you want accomplished and really being able to articulate that to whether it's a team, whether it's an individual of what you really want to have come to life. So you can really be doing effective delegation so that you're, you know, what we talked about in the Freedom Compass, you're spending more time in your desire zone. That's one of the things we talk about once we're clear about the Freedom Compass is those areas that are outside your desire zone. One of the first ways that you can get that, get those things off your plate is to delegate. And the tool that, that, that we do that through is the Project Vision Caster. And, you know, when we when we teach this to people, it feels um, somewhat overwhelming at first because it sits down and like, man, it's just going to take me an hour to do it. The reason, but it, it it never takes an hour. That's always the that's always this first assumption is it's going to take an hour. It's because it's something we're not trained to do or we don't do it often enough that we actually sit down. And what's so great about the Project Vision Caster is it takes you, it really is 
all the stuff that's been in your brain, you know how many times I've told you, Megan, is like, and it's all in my brain. I just <laughs> need to sit down and write it. The hardest thing yep. to do is to sit down and get it out of your brain. And the Project Vision Caster literally prompts you to pull all of that out of your brain that probably all of us as leaders are keeping up in our brain. And it's just, it's just, it's just muddying it all up. The Project Vision Caster helps bring clarity so that you can actually effectively delegate that. And I know, Megan, you're you're like one of the best in the company at delegation and writing Project Vision Casters. One of the things that I made a stand for in my coaching program this year was is saying I'm a master delegator. Like I have to become mm. good at using and leveraging the Project Vision Caster. And if I would rate myself at this point, I'm probably like a six out of ten, which is nowhere near mastery yet. So I've got I've got a ways to go. So I'll I'll ask you the master. What are what are some tips around the Project Vision Caster and <laughs> Maybe even share a story around something you've done just in this last year. Yeah. I know you've done this multiple times to help us get clarity as a leadership team through a Project yeah. Vision Caster. Well, here's the, the reason I love this. And basically, imagine this as a template that, as you said, it prompts you through a series of very simple questions that elicit answers from you so that you can take what's in your head and make it explicit and concrete, which then enables you to actually hand it off to someone else with the reasonable expectation that they can execute on it. Usually what happens is we have unarticulated, not, you know, non-explicit, non-concrete expectations for things or ideas that nobody could ever execute on because they're either, uh, you know, not clear enough in, to ourselves or we haven't gotten it out of our head in a way that someone else could execute it. So the Project Vision Caster is for that purpose. And really, it's about delegation. What I love about it if, as we look at, okay, how do we accomplish these major goals that we have for the, le- the rest of the year? Here's the thing. We don't have any time to waste, right? We've got to make sure that we get aligned with people, that we hand things off and that we have, uh, we're on the same page and we're clear about what we're trying to do from the beginning. For example, if you need someone to go uh, create a plan for something, Chad, you've got to spec out what does that plan need to be so they can bring it back to you and it's like 80 or 90% right the first time. You don't have time for them to get it 20% right and then fix it. You know, that's where what happens is as you were saying, you kind of come in and you think, I'll just do it myself because it's faster. It's not faster. It's only faster if you don't articulate the vision. And so what I, I love about this is it enables you to really hand off things with a, with the expectation that you're going to get an excellent result back, thereby freeing you up as an executive or senior leader to focus on higher leverage work. So an example of this is we are in the process of designing uh, a headquarters, a physical office space. And I knew that you know this was not just going to be any office, especially especially post 2020, March 2020, this is going to have to be a really special kind of space. There was there were outcomes in terms of our culture and the kind of collaboration that I wanted. And so I wanted to hand that project to my chief of staff, Aaron Perry, because I don't have time to manage that. It's not the highest and best use of my time to work hand in hand with the architects all along the way, but it needs to come from my vision. So I created a project vision caster outlining what this would be, what this building would be like when it's done. And let me tell you, that has gone through so many people now, all of our executives, the entire architectural team of about five people that we're working with, our real estate person, our our, uh, broker, on and on. And what that enables them to do is they can take this idea I have and they can run with it. I'm working on other stuff. I haven't met with the architects in about two months, you know, but Aaron and the, uh, the broker and all the other people, they've been working on this on my behalf. And what I'm getting back is fantastic. And that's the power of a clearly articulated vision 
It doesn't have to take long. This is a 30 to 45 minute process to create one of these documents. But when you empower your leaders to be able to do this, you teach them how to do delegation at this level. I mean, what happens is their capacity becomes almost limitless. And that's what you need in the fourth quarter to really make massive gains. Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend if you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the full focus goal setting course and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So... Uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer so deal. So it's a killer deal. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or um, you know whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. And we'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. So Chad, another problem that I hear people talk about a lot, a lot of executives and senior leaders is just like the overwhelming calendar. You know, their time is stuffed with meetings and they don't have any time to focus on their highest leverage work. Is that something that you hear also from our clients and people we're talking to out there? Never. We never hear this <laughs> as an issue. Yes, this is uh, this is uh, about a, as common of occurrence as anything you can imagine, and I I know that I I still struggle with this, and I know we as a company have done a lot of work over the last few years to really get clear around developing what we would call an ideal week, you know, around you know deep work time, internal meetings, external meetings, so that we have clarity around allowing our EAs to book our time, but they don't have to say, hey, are you available for this or whatever? But they, when they collaborate, they know that the company and especially the leadership team, we've gotten on the same page as to say, hey, here's the time we're going to do internal meetings, external meetings, all that. Here's why that's important is time and time again, you know, when you're trying to schedule time on your calendar and you've got four or five people and they're responsible for a lot of, a, a lot of team members, getting on their calendar can be the most painful thing. We don't really have that problem inside our, our organization, our leadership team. If something gets to the point where we need to schedule a meeting, we can make it happen because there's already time set aside in the calendar, you know, around this idea that constraints drive innovation. Like that's something we, we firmly believe, and you say this all the time. And um, what having constraints on our calendar does is it allows us to innovate with the time that we do have. 
you know, we block off certain parts of the day for internal meetings. And one of the things we've gotten clear about is that our company needs to have one full day of deep work time. No matter what else happens the rest of the week, we are meeting free on Wednesdays. So that, you know, you get out of that meeting, you don't have to have another meeting about the meeting or what needs to come out of that meeting. It's just that we're really clear that at least for eight, you know, six hour days, now that we're doing a six hour work day as best as possible, um, six hours just dedicated to head down, doing the things that actually move the ball forward, not just executives, but everyone inside the organization. And I would say, I think it's one of the secrets to our productivity and what's allowed us since COVID to be able to go from an eight hour workday to a six hour workday is the ideal week. And what I would say is when we talk to companies and they feel like, man, our, our people are just burnt out. You know, we're dealing with one of the largest companies here in Brentwood, Tennessee, in their finance department. And since COVID, they're just like, man, we are burnt out. We want the double win for our people, but we are burnt out. You know, kids are at home, people are working till midnight, we're responding. It's not what we want. And the problem, you know, became really clear is there are no boundaries. And the ideal week creates those boundaries. That's that's one tool that can really, really help them. And excited that we're, you know, after September 30th is when we get to spend time with their team. They've invested in this. And I, I don't know why I'm so excited about it is because I know what's on the other side of it for them. You know, hearing their CFO literally on the on, on the call tell me, I do not want this for my team. And I and I think my team doesn't see a way out. And that was really sad for me to hear. And I know that there's a lot of companies that feel that way right now in the midst of this and still trying to go after big goals, but also value their people. And I can tell you right now, one of the best tools is the ideal week. I know it's been been that for us. And uh, that's a real life example that um, I, I wish I could say the name, but I can't, uh, that we just had this conversation this week because it's so, so powerful. Well, you know, Chad, this is a tool that was originally designed for individual executives. And what we've done is over the years, we've adapted that original idea that we had and have created a solution for teams to synchronize their most important work. So like you said, often we're vying for time on the calendar. It feels impossible, but also we don't have enough time to do the work that we need to do that we know drive results. And so what we've done is we've said, okay, what are all the different kinds of work that we that we do? You know, we have team meetings, we have one-on-one meetings, we have internal meetings, external meetings, and then we have this need for something that almost never ends up on anybody's calendar, which is deep work, an idea that's popularized by Cal Newport, this idea that, you know, when you're doing highly creative, innovative work in whatever context that is, it's very beneficial if when you get into that kind of work that you don't pop in and out, you're not answering emails and then writing a vision for something or going to, uh, you know, a financial meeting and then coming back and trying to create vision or, or uh, create a new product or something. You really have to stay in that creative headspace pace to make the kind of progress that you need. And so what we've realized is that's got to show up on our calendar. If you can create the opportunity for your entire leadership team and eventually your entire team to have a synchronized time blocked calendar every week, then what happens is, is there is, first of all, way, it's way easier to get those meetings in a timely fashion, which is really important when you're trying to drive goals. Maybe you're just one meeting away from the breakthrough you need on a big goal you're pursuing. Or it's also important to have that time for your executives and senior leaders to focus on the projects that it's their contribution toward the goal. So you got to make space for that. And that's where this ideal week tool, especially done in a team setting, is really powerful, as you said. 
Absolutely. I think one of the things that the word that you hit on there that's so powerful with the Idea Week is the synchronization of work. By developing this allows that synchronization of work. And so let's jump to the fourth problem, which I think is the problem that attacks synchronization of work the most, which is the tyranny of the urgent. Those constant interruptions, you know, I know this is one of those that when we talk about the ideal week is like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But you don't understand, like it's just interruption after interruption after interruption. Um, So share with me a little bit about kind of what we do to try to combat this tier to the urgent, the the constant interruptions that that can and even why we called it the ideal week, you know, because it's ideal. It's not going to happen all the time because there are going to be five alarm fires that happen that as a CEO, you're going to have to step in and it might blow up your day. But if you have an ideal week, why that's why that can be really powerful. Well, yeah, you're, you're able to go from, okay, here's this fire I had to put out, but I can always bounce back to the ideal. It's kind of like, you know, I try to be really intentional about my nutrition. Every day I plan my food. Now, every now and then I might have a day where, you know, I got to go get a kid early from school or some emergency pops up at work and what I plan to eat, I can't eat and I'm eating a Chick-fil-A, you know, not that we don't love Chick-fil-A, we do. It just might not be the healthiest choice all the time, right? But you know, what's great is that when I have an intention and a plan around my eating, maybe it's Chick-fil-A today, but tomorrow it's going to be a salad with grilled chicken, which I guess you could also get a Chick-fil-A. But you know, I can revert back to my bigger picture. Well, that's kind of like the ideal week. And you know, when we think think about this, it really takes me back to the full focus system. This is the system that powers two things for us. It powers our full focus planner, but it also powers our full focus enterprise system, which uh, is basically the application of that system for the full focus planner in an organizational context. And there are three components of that. There's vision, there's alignment, and there's execution. And so often we get frustrated that people are not executing on their goals when really they have a bigger upstream problem. So that the, it's really not a performance issue. What they have is some issue with alignment or some issue with vision. And so we've already talked a little bit about vision. I think where this comes down to is alignment. And so what we want is, you know, your company has a set of annual goals and you're pursuing those, like you're, you're after them right now in this fourth quarter. Well, what we need is for there to be a alignment between those goals and the the weekly objectives that your teams and your leaders are pursuing and their daily tasks. If we can draw a through line in this last quarter between the daily tasks and the weekly objectives and the goals you're pursuing this quarter, your team is going to win big. The problem is there's usually a huge disconnect between what we're working on on a daily basis. We're just you know, whatever fires come up or whatever priorities someone else sets or, you know, whatever, that is what we're working on. And there's not a through line back to the goal. So what we need is a process, what we call the weekly and daily big three in our full focus system, where you're identifying, if I can only get three high leverage objectives accomplished this week that are non-negotiable, like no matter what, these are going to happen, what are they? And they should be relating back to those goals you're focused on this quarter. And then what for the day, you know, if it's uh, today is a a Friday, what are the three tasks that I'm committed to accomplishing that are going to help me accomplish those weekly objectives? If I can do that, and if you as the CEO can help provide a process for your leaders to identify those things, their performance, their execution is going to go through the roof by focusing on aligning their daily tasks and their weekly objectives back to the quarterly goals. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've seen by us adopting this practice in sharing our weekly and daily big three, not just keeping it in the planner, but actually sharing it with our yep. team, whether it's in Slack or Voxer, is that it gives everyone visibility into what you have identified as the most important things you have to get done that that day or that week. Which for me, what it's helped my team realize is that the thing that they think is a is an important fire at that moment, it actually gives them a filter to say, hey, actually it's not as important as Chad getting accomplished one of his big three today or for the week. And right. all of a sudden they become a problem solver for their own problem. And they don't feel like it's just, you know, coming to the leader, which is, no, you know, in a larger organization is a fire extinguisher. You know, it's like you, you hear all the time yeah. as, a, as a leader, it's like literally I'm a professional fire extinguisher. You know, you joke, I, <laughs> working in the corporate environment, that's what we would talk about. I was like, literally this week, that's what I did. But that's not going to help you get to and achieve the goals that you want. And what's beautiful about this, one of the things I've, I, what I've seen in our culture and our company is it has diversified responsibility and it causes people to think before they interrupt people upstream or downstream because they know it's interrupting their daily big three or their weekly big three. But what's important to be able to do this and adopt this as a team or a company is there really does have to be a reckoning with this becoming a priority. And part of that mm-hmm. is alignment. Part of that, you know, this is something we're always challenged by when we come in and, and coach a leadership team through this. Because it's real easy to say, hey, just identify three big things weekly and daily. But there's so much psychology around it. There's nuance. There's these limiting beliefs that people have that just won't happen. And you have to have this kind of reckoning conversation with the leadership team to say, hey, we're going to make a stand for this. And by having someone come in and really share what is possible when you when you can get on board with this, that's where it can really be unlocked and really leads to the fifth problem that we want to talk about, which is really maintaining alignment and making progress week after week. You know, the tier and the urgent, that's really tackling the day-to-day. But how do we think about this on a on a weekly context as a leadership team and what we're accomplishing? And, you know, the tool that we would talk about or the solution that is in the full focus system that we teased out, you know, you just teased out is, is the weekly preview. And I'll, I'll be honest, like the first two years I used the planner, I was part of like the, the original, you know, kind of construct of the planner. I didn't use the weekly preview for two years and I was an idiot for doing that. So I don't think <laughs> I've ever told you that. So um, I'm sorry. But it unlocked something for my leadership and my ability when I started doing it. And yeah, I lo- and I know you, you you're like the adamant user of the of the planner, but also the weekly preview because it does yeah. something for you and your leadership that is powerful. So I'd love to just have you share that with, with the listeners. Yeah. Well, first of all, I taught a whole class on this this morning, and I got fired up all over again about the weekly preview because I love this tool so much, and I think. You know, if, if you have a short list of things, and that's really what we're talking about today, you know, levers that you can pull to drive performance in the fourth quarter for your leaders. How are you going to make a pathway to your most important goals? Getting yourself and your leadership team to complete a weekly preview every week is one of the most powerful tools you can use. Why? Because otherwise, we are in firefighting mode. This is a process by which we do a couple things. One, we catalog the wins that we've had in the previous week. And this may sound like, oh, yeah, I could just 
just dismiss that. No, you can't. Not if you're serious about performance, because one of the most important components of top performance is confidence. And confidence comes from remembering the wins that you've had. I, Chad, this happens to me every week. I get to my weekly preview, which I'll do this afternoon, and I guarantee you there are great things that happened that I was a part of accomplishing that I have forgotten now that it's Friday, you know, as we're recording this. I, I forgot what happened Monday or Tuesday. I barely remember what happened yesterday. You know, I've got a full life and a bunch of kids. And you know what? I need to remember what I've accomplished so I can feel confident about what needs to be accomplished in the coming week. So I need to be intentionally cultivating my own confidence. So that's one part of it. Second of all, I need to be analyzing my performance. And that is the after action review component of the weekly preview process. I need to be making sure that I'm clear on how is this working? How am I making progress toward my weekly big three objectives that we talked about in a minute ago? And if there are things that are getting in the way, I need to know about those because those are early warning signs that I'm going to have trouble accomplishing my goals. Because remember, the goals you're focused on for the quarter are being driven by your weekly big three, which are being driven by your daily big three tasks. So if you're having Mm -hmm. a hard time accomplishing your weekly big three, that's like a leading indicator that you may not accomplish your quarterly goals. So let's, let's resolve that on a weekly basis and not wait till we get to the end of the fourth quarter. Let's get into it now. And then I need to look at my week, what's coming. So I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel anxious. You know, that whole kind of Sunday night anxiety that I used to have. And Chad, you can probably relate to where you sort of have that dread and anxiety about, I don't really know what's coming. And I feel like I'm forgetting something and, you know, it's going to be Monday Mm -hmm. and I can't sleep that thing, you know, so we're going to look at the calendar and kind of get our head wrapped around that. So it's not overwhelming, but the most important part of the weekly preview ends in identifying as we've reviewed our goals that we're focused on for the quarter. What are my weekly big three? I've got to be very clear on what are my weekly big three objectives that I've got to accomplish this week, no matter what. And then also what is the self-care plan that's going to support my performance? So this is not warm and fuzzy. This is not like go get a massage unless that drives your performance. It's not about that. It's really about what do I need when I think about myself holistically to perform at my best. And that unlocks a whole level of performance that most people don't think a lot about, but it is an absolute edge that you can get. There's a lot of research about that. And so when you as the CEO start doing this practice yourself, but also give your leaders the uh, Uh, the space to do this and and really ask them to step up and do this, what you're going to find is they're more focused. They're making progress on the things that matter. They're not overwhelmed and they're confident. That's exactly what you need to accomplish your goals in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. One of the things that I, I love hearing you talk about there is that through line between this weekly preview, which, you know, for two years, I didn't do it, you know, yeah, and, but to performance, and I can yes. tell you, since I've started using it, my performance has gone to a whole other level. Absolutely. And I heard someone yes. say early on in my career, the most successful people spend time thinking about their thinking. Yeah. And really what this tool does is it automates that process on a weekly basis. It automates your leaders spending time thinking about their thinking. What caused these results to happen? It gives them the ability to take ownership of those things. What worked, what mm-hmm. didn't work. And causes, you know, ultimately as a leader and put, you put me in this role. It's like, if the results aren't there this week, I've got to change that next week. I got to put that on myself. Like that's not something you need to be doing weekly with me. That's something I need to be reckoning weekly with myself and we as leaders should be doing. And so what I would say, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, challenged by some of this and you feel like, yes, man, I'm, I'm 
my team is struggling with this, or I'd love more clarity on this is we've got a team standing by uh, of business consultants that talk to thousands of businesses every year through this stuff, the challenges that you have, the things that are keeping you from achieving these goals and, and results that you really want to, when you come January, you look back and man, 2021 was a, was a banging year. Um, I want to offer up our team to you. Uh, if you go to lead to dot win forward slash call, uh, you can book a 45 minute, what we call them discovery calls, coaching calls, uh, because we really do just want to dig into your business and help you identify really the, the heart of our team is to make sure that you're leveraging the tools and resources that our team has developed for the maximum performance inside your organization. And there are many different ways that we can do that based on where you're at. But I would just love for you, if, if you're listening to this and some of this rings a chord with you, just go to lead2.win forward slash call, and there'll be a form there that you can fill out uh, so our team gets more information prior to that call. Megan, any any final final thoughts? I've always wanted to ask you that question on the podcast. So, <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I had to beat you to it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, there is enough time left on the clock to accomplish the things that you set out to do at the beginning of the year. Even if you haven't made the, the progress in your business that you hope for, you know, like all of us, I'm sure you've hit some roadblocks. There have been lots of uh, un unexpected obstacles and challenges that have come along the way this year, just like there were last year. I mean, this has been a wild time. And yet you as the business owner, as the CEO, as a senior leader in your company, it's not too late to drive massive results by uh, really empowering your leaders. I mean, there are things that you can do. Maybe your most important job is to, to leverage, to call out, to develop the greatest contribution in your leadership team. And I'm telling you, these tools that we've talked about today are tried and true. They are battle tested and they deliver big results. So I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope you're excited. And I really hope you'll book this coaching call with our business consultant because if you feel excited and encouraged now, on the other side of that call, there's going to be a very clear path for you to achieving extraordinary results this year. Well, Chad, thanks so much for joining me today. May this be the first of many uh, guest appearances on the podcast <laughs> with you. Absolutely. My pleasure. I would love to come back. Thank you so much for, for having me and excited to finally have an opportunity to speak to Lead to Win audience. It's been yes. such a blessing to me. So it feels it feels totally weird to be in this seat, uh, having a chance to, to share back with, with the audience. So thank you. Well, guys, thank you for joining Chad and me today. It has been a pleasure to be with you. And until next week, Lead to Win. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, 
these are different. These are, these are going to be new for the new year, uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner. You can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't, it's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more.